0: Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most
1: current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the JTandthedon or email them
0: at JTandthedon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Dawn. I am the Don Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for that great introduction and Mike Regina for the wonderful intro music. I'm in football withdrawal right now, already this offseason. So let me just welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today?
1: It is a slow week, I'll give you that. But I mean, I guess I can't complain about anything just because I feel Florida is one of the only places where it's not a blizzard right now. I don't know. How is it at D.C.? Can you go outside? Are you OK?
0: Yes, right now we're OK. A little chilly, but in the D.C. studio, nice nice and warm. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, cool,
1: man. So uh, we know, uh, football is over, but that doesn't mean that the NFL headlines are going to start, stop coming out. So can we talk about JJ Watt?
0: Well, do I have any other choice? Let's go.
1: Nah, you don't. We're going to talk about him anyway. So Watt, uh, after, (laughs) after, Well, 11 seasons got released on Friday from the Texans. Uh, Sounds like this was a mutual agreement. He wanted to go. The Texans were like, all right, cool. We'll see you later. Uh, Now, of course, he's one of the most sought after free agents. Everyone's got an opinion on where he's going to go, where he should go, who's the favorite. But we don't care about all that. So I want to ask you, where should he go? Not necessarily where he ends up, but where would be the best place for him to go?
0: Well, I'm going to leave the obvious answers for you. I'm hoping you'll have a good you make making it sound like I'm
1: really stupid. It's like, all right. No, we'll... no.
0: I just feel like I know which way you may be going. I could be completely wrong. So I'm going to say, I didn't say that at all, JTC. You're putting words in my mouth.
1: See, if, if, you, I'm if, guessing... if this is not how you felt, you could have just moved on. You, I feel like you're trying to do too much explanation. And that's a guilty conscience thing. I no, heard because... you said. You, you said that's not what you meant. So you can move on.
0: I'm going to leave the, the obvious answer for you
1: because I beginning. feel
0: like I know you in that, <laughs> in that you're going to give
1: us the – Bro, would
0: you just tell me one of you, the two teams? Go? One of the two teams. Yes, he should go to the Cleveland Browns, all right? Why does and, everybody keep saying that? Because there's a couple reasons, JT. Don't you always tell me, hey, you want that guy on the other side that gets double-digit sacks to help you get double-digit sacks? Well, guess who's on the other side of what if he goes to Cleveland?
1: Miles Garrett, who averages Garrett. a sack like 1.2 sacks a game. I get that. There you go. So that's
0: one thing. He's going to make them look good. He's going to – they're going to shift towards Miles Garrett. Guess what? You still got J.J. Watt on that other side. All right? Now, not only that, but you got to look at that division, JT. The Bengals are still the Bengals right now. Baltimore's offense is not really that scary compared to a year ago. And we don't know what's happening with the Steeler offense. So right now, if you had to pick a division winner right now, you would, be, you would have to put your money on the Cleveland Browns out of that division. And then you look at the rest of the AFC. Okay, yes, the Buffalo Bills are going to be a, a tough competition, but you really only got to go through the Chiefs. And Cleveland almost did that without experience, without, you know, having many, you know, they didn't even have Odell Beckham. So now you put J.J. Watt on that defense. They play even better than they did a, a year ago. And the other thing, J.T., the reason he forgot my name. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't want I didn't want to. I, I was thinking of something and then I, I didn't want to forget about it. One of the reasons the other reason why he should go is I think he can get the best contract from Cleveland because of their cap space. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna demand market value. And why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right? You're you're JJ Watt. You know, you look at some of those other teams, they may not be able to afford him in that sense. So I think that's why JJ Watt not only can go to a competitive team that is young, has a seems to have a good young head coach. Now they have a good culture, good structure. I think he'd fit in great, but they have the cap space to pay him what he feels he has earned and deserves in the NFL. So that is why just him personally, why he should go there. Those are the two main reasons.
1: You know what? I feel like you make very valid points and I'm obviously going to disagree with you. But here's the thing.
0: See, I knew it. I knew you weren't going Cleveland Browns.
1: No, but here's the thing with Cleveland Browns is the reason why I'm going to pick like one of these two teams is because it's obvious what J.J. Watt is looking for at this point in his career. It's a championship. I, I agree with you. I definitely think if that's not it, he should go somewhere where he gets paid. But you got to understand what Watt is at this point in his career. He is... Like you said, the guy that needs to be on the opposite end of a dominant pass rusher where he's going to face one-on-one matchups and he can get to the quarterback maybe eight or nine times and hopefully he plays like 13 games. So that's what you're looking at. So here's what I'm, what I'm thinking as far as where Watt should go. One, he definitely needs to go to a place where they got an elite quarterback. So that narrows it down to about four teams first choice I think he should also go to a team that already has a top run defense because I don't know if you know this the Texans have been trash against the run like the last three or four years JJ Watt has been there I I know we want to I know he's great and we'll talk about you know him being a hall of famer in a minute but end of the day Watt's out there and they any running back that played against the Texans over the past couple years has had career days and he's a part of the reason why the run defense isn't good. Is he getting older? Has he never been a good run defender? You know, whatever it is, he was not making that run defense elite. So understand when you bring him in, he's not going to just improve your defense because his name is J.J. Watt. He actually got to play against the pass and against the run. So first team that I think he should go to, I don't know how they work out the money, but they'll probably lose some guys and be able to bring maybe some of the defense back, he should be looking at the Bucks because the Bucks were, I think the top run defense. I knew you were going to say that. No, top run defense from last year, you bring him in, you already got pass rushers. So let's say I think Shaq Barrett and uh, Levante David are the free agents. Let's say you lose one of them. Watt can fill in that role as a pass rusher. You still got uh, JPP on the other side. You still got Devin white. I think Sue's going to come back on like a, like a low uh, restructured deal. That's where – and you got Brady. If Brady plays like he did in the last year, you got an elite quarterback, elite defense where he doesn't have to do much by by himself. That's the first, first team I would pick. Second one is the Chiefs. I would go there. Their that's defense, the other
0: team. That's the other team I was on. See, I knew you were going to say those guys. I knew yeah, you were going to say those teams. But, the, but but it's that's what everyone. Me, says. I feel like you
1: have to go somewhere with the quarterback or a really good defense, and those are the two options. But, I w- I really wanted to say he should go to the Rams because I think that's a good that's a good defense too, but I just don't know about the offense. Like the Chiefs make sense. The defense is not that bad. They already got pass rushes up front. You put JJ across from Chris Jones. And um, what's the guy's name? Clark.
0: Oh, you don't even know his name. Frank, Frank Clark.
1: Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank Clark. I think that's a good fit. So those are the two, no matter if you say it's easy or not, I think that's where he should be looking to go. I feel like if he goes to Cleveland, they have neither. Terrible defense, one good defender, a quarterback who's getting better, but he ain't quite at that level where he can win playoff games. I,
0: At the end of the day, he gets both with Cle- He actually gets three things that – those other teams tell can me three things Cleveland
1: one. got that, that uh Casey well, or Tampa Bay don't got.
0: Well, those teams can only offer one of these three things. The, the possible championship ride. Yes. Mm-hmm. All three, I think offer, you got to put Cleveland in that, in that boat at this point, but, they can't offer the money because you even said yourself, I don't know how the cap's going to work. Yeah, they're probably going to have to let Chris but Godwin I don't think, go. I don't
1: think Watt cares about the money. I think he's already but, been paid. But listen, well, well, why on.
0: not Why not get compensated the way you would want? So not only the money, but then Cleveland, this is the other thing Cleveland can do for him. He can still leave a legacy there if they can win. And he's going to have to be a big part of that, JT. The other city, the But I the think other, that's the –
1: I think but, that's, but the, the, other that's teams, the trap. He should be going to a team where he should not be the big part. He should be complimentary
0: at this point. Unless it's New England, and I know Brady's in Tampa, but he still has Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has never had to deal with that success. They're all coming for you now. Belichick and Brady knew how to handle that. All the New England players knew how to handle that. It's going to be different in the NFC next year. You watch. There's going to be fans in the stands. If Tampa's not going to have a home Super Bowl, and you look at Kansas City – I'm telling you, that defense is showing a lot of cracks. You may not want to admit it. Well, they
1: always have showed cracks. But, I just think – But they I think say – I think their defense can be – can get better. I defense, Cleveland's defense, I feel like you – Go look at their numbers last year. They're a bad defense because you, you keep forgetting. There's, like – Remember that stretch of, like, three or four weeks where, like, every game that Cleveland played was in, like, crappy weather? Like – That hides the fact that they're terrible run defense. They got shredded in the secondary. They're not a good defense. There's one guy on that team on defense that's good. That's Miles Garrett. You expecting J.J. Watt to come in there and just make the defense
0: a defense that can win a playoff game. I don't think they can. I tell you what, that defense didn't look that bad against Kansas City. In that AFC divisional game, well, Kansas looked, City, it looked better than Buffalo. I don't know Kansas City does
1: weird weird things during playoff time. I don't it know doesn't. what's going what goes on with them. Kansas but, City's
0: offense looked unstoppable against Buffalo, not so much against Tampa and Cleveland. Well, hold on, before we it. go
1: to this next question. Obvious elephant in the room. You didn't say it, I didn't say it. Why didn't either of us play pick him to go play with his brothers in Pittsburgh?
0: Well, I think for him. I, I would I would put Pittsburgh in his top four because I do think you have to put the Bucks and Chiefs in the top three somewhere. Um, I'd probably put Pittsburgh four. The reason why I didn't say so was because the Ben Roethlisberger situation, you don't know who the QB is because you're Absolutely. right. Absolutely, because
1: I don't think he's coming there to play with Mason. It,
0: right. He should at least know who the QB is going to where he's going right, to Like
1: He got to get an thine. agreement from Ben. You're coming right, back, right? Right. All right, cool. And
0: then the other thing is the cap. The Steelers are... Like, I don't know what they're going to do about their cap situation, but if I'm the Steelers at this point, I think about letting Dupree walk and bring in Watt. That same money you may give Dupree on the franchise tag, give a little less to Watt. I mean, but those are the two reasons, the cap and the quarterback. That's why he's probably not considering Pittsburgh. All right. So
1: I feel like we'll find out pretty soon where JJ goes, but next question i feel like we might be putting him you know out of his misery a little early prematurely he's still playing hall of fame always that question of is somebody a first ballot or not like you either first ballot or you're not that's that's the criteria based on what he's done if he didn't play another down is he a first ballot hall of famer
0: I mean, this is definitely a JT type question because absolutely- I feel like any question, you don't want to answer the JT question. So <laughs> Abso- you gotta, you gotta I'm stop it I'm answering it. Can you give absolutely. that up? Can you give that up? No, because <laughs> this is extra drama we don't need. Yes, of course he's a first ballot. Bro, this is the one stat I should just have to give you. You know I'm going to keep talking after this stat, but this should be the one stat that defines it. There's only three players in the history of the NFL on defense who have been- three-time defensive players of the year. Lawrence Taylor, Aaron Donald, and JJ Watt. Not All even three. the great Reggie White. All three exactly. All three should be first ballot Hall of Famers, which LT obviously is and Donald's on his way and Watt is as well. Then you look at other things. He's a five-time AP All-Pro. His his most recent time was in 2018. People think like, "Oh, Watt's been hurt, he's been washed up." No. It's just, really just
1: three seasons that he missed.
0: Right. That was just two seasons ago. And then you look at him in his prime, bro, 2012, 20 and a half sacks, led the NFL. 2014, 20 and a half sacks. 2015, 17 and a half sacks, led the NFL. I mean, it, it's I, – I don't know what else to say. I mean, right there is all you really need to know. And then the other thing, too, is – first 10 seasons 101 sacks that's consistency so I mean you go through his seasons definitely hall of famer but like I said that's all you need to know is the one stat ladies and gentlemen he is one of only three players in the history of the NFL on defense to be the three-time defensive player of the year
1: yeah and I want to go back and apologize I made a mistake Uh, he has been with Houston for 10 seasons um just feels like he's been there for 11 um I actually struggled with this because yeah, no doubt about it. When you think about like what he's accomplished three time defensive player of the year, he had really four dominant years sack wise. But here's the thing I'm going to ask you because I feel that you, this would matter to you more than it would matter to me. So let's say, let's say he next year is his last year and he does. And he, he goes out after that. Right. Are you comfortable with a guy on defense being a first ballot Hall of Famer, if he's not even in the top, let's say twenty-five all-time in sacks, he played. He played. He <laughs> played. He he would have played eleven years. Do you do you have a problem with that?
0: You're saying J.J. Watt right now is not in the top twenty-five in sacks.
1: I don't think so. He is. He has what one hundred and one. He is currently number thirty-one. Von Miller is ahead of him with one hundred six. Let me see some some notable guys that are ahead of him. Greg Townsend, Simeon Rice, Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney, Derek Thomas, LT. Lt is f- f- tied at 14. John Abraham has more sacks than LT. Did not know that. Jared Allen's up there. John Randall. DeMarcus Ware yeah. at number nine all
0: right let me let me stop you yeah I would feel comfortable because it's the whole body of work and that's how, all I wanted to know and how, that's and wanted how dominant know. someone was for a stretch so you put LT number 14 all those guys you listed I'll take LT before all those guys mm-hmm. the John Randalls, the Jared Allen's, those guys just happen to play many 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 games and fortunate enough not to have serious injuries where it took them out all year I mean, let's face it. If Watt doesn't miss two full seasons.
1: He could easily be in the top 15. I get you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it goes back to the Terrell Davis thing. Yes, Terrell Davis wasn't a first battle Hall of Famer, but he got in.
1: Dominant for a short stretch. But here's the other other question. Yes. Because TD, I feel like we've done this a bunch of times on this show. He is the poster child for dominant players that have been injured but have been dominant when they're on the field. Like, that's the whole argument we had, I think, most recently with Gronk talked about that here's the difference though TD guys like Gronk they got rings that's that's the other thing to me I think I'm I'm, I'm on the fence I want to say JJ like he is first ballot but I got to take into account all those other things he didn't he he really didn't make the defense better they've never been a good defense and they've had guys on defense that can play is it more of him just being good by himself and not affecting the team. Then also, too, never with all the talent they've had on defense at certain points during his career, they never became one of those defenses that could take average quarterback play maybe one or two games into the playoffs. Never did that. Then you put in the injuries and things like that. Uh, I want to say yes, but I'm really, really hesitant to say it because, to me, what's the difference between somebody like him and Calvin Johnson? Because I think the allure with J.J. Watt is He's like this this freakish guy and he's all he's a good guy, played the game the right way, had dominant stretches. We had never seen people do things like he did at the time. I think he was like one of the first defense linemen to actively like start batting down passes. He's catching touchdowns on offense. He's got those those few dominant years. But what's the difference between him and Megatron? Like they both didn't win, the elder teams really win
0: any games. Well, I mean what i would say to the whole did he make his team better did he you know what maybe he was that good we just didn't appreciate the fact that he got his team to the playoffs i mean well must, before well before deshaun watson was there well before you know what? i take, I take was that there. i take that back i take and that back even though the he, defense he was is, that bad think is, about it even he is so he,
1: dominant that he allowed jadevion there Clown you go. To get nine sacks there you, right. go. you know what there you All right, go he's the first ballot let's go on to the next question
0: good you got the next question Any,
1: anybody that can let Jadavion Clowney sniff anywhere nah, close that, to double digit sex that's the first ballot that's, hall of famer that you know what you're right let's not go true
0: that part's not true you have the next question i don't know why you're waving at me no you do no listen we're not going to argue on air you are next Please go with the LeBron question.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Draymond, but no, he wants to save the after, best for last. we saving
0: that for last.
1: So let's talk about LeBron. So I don't know. This is a crazy story out there from The Athletic that apparently during the 2011 NBA lockout that LeBron contemplating having a tryout for a few NFL teams. I think the, the Seahawks and the Cowboys were amongst the teams that were interested in bringing him in. Obviously, he didn't do it, but um, his his words were if he did try out at age 26 back in 2011 not only would he have made the team but he would have been dominant in the nfl so let me ask you this question one do you think that he would have been even good in the nfl much less dominant coming in at age 26 from the nba and if he did play in the nfl what position do you think lebron would play
0: So I'm going to answer that last question first. I think tight end or safety.
1: Punter, easy.
0: Punter. (laughs) It may be receiver, but I'm going to go tight end or safety. Tight end, he's not better than Gronk, not better than Antonio Gates, not better than Tony Gonzalez. I just don't see him being a very good tight end, blocking tight end. Now at safety, this is where the whole dominant part gets in. At tight end, I don't think he – Changes the game quite as much as the way Gronk and Gonzalez and Gates did. So I'm not gonna say dominant there. Could he make a team? Sure. Could he be very good? He could be. At safety now, because he ha- he could cover, right? He's got that range. Kenny, we've we've seen him but, come down on Eagle Dollar, right? Like he has. Yeah, but the that. thing
1: with safety is, man, you gotta have you gotta have good range, which he does, but I he feel like he ha- he's, he's gotta he's, have good hips.
0: He's smart and his IQ is amazing. Come on, he's a basketball player. Of course he has good hips. I mean, you're playing defense, you're he's opening six, up. Eight, man.
1: But how many 6-8 guys do you see playing in space? But JT, I know he's a freak, but how many 6-8 guys do you Have see you seen this in guy space? play
0: back? Have you seen him play basketball? Come I have. I've seen now, him run straight, straight forward and run. He's people got over. quick yes. he's got quick feet. Now, the thing is, would he be dominant? No, because when I think of dominant, I think of Troy who's the Ed Reeds, the Sean Taylors. He's not getting to that class that level now again he had he is high IQ so I think he could get it done he could make a team he could make an impact dominant no because I just don't think he's at that level of those other three safeties I just mentioned he's and he's not Ronnie Lott he's not he is not going to be physical in my opinion you know I saw a lot of people on social media saying oh basketball players get a bad rap that they're a little too soft bro have you played
1: an nfl game
0: he would get to the nfl and i think even as a safety he'd be a little worried to lay the thunder there i think he'd be making business decisions he'd be trying to go for
1: interceptions instead of playing the
0: man yeah at heart he's a basketball player so that's only natural that you know you're kind of just banging bodies in the paint you're not trying to knock people's heads off
1: well, you're also running over people that aren't anywhere near your size. True.
0: Yep. So try to go tackle Gronk, who's bigger than you, or like, the
1: same size,
0: or the same size. You're not posting up against, uh, I don't know, Chris Paul, right? Like,
1: <laughs> he literally picked the smallest dude on the court. Anyway, um, I'll oh, you do. Get, I'll do. You what get you those did.
0: mismatches.
1: Yeah, I'll choose what position i honestly don't think he could play tight end i just don't think he's that physical i don't think he's that tough the way you would have to be to play nfl tight end because one thing you got to know about the nfl tight end that is a physical position where your whole job is to catch the passes where the chances of you getting hit are high and the the bad part about playing tight end in the nfl if you're good that means that the guys that are tackling you are much smaller and they got to get you on the ground any way they can. So that means they're going low. I don't see LeBron playing the position where he's going to consistently take knee shots. So that's first thing. Only position I think he could play is wide receiver. And you got to flex him out wide and just, he'll just, he would be Plastico Burris in my opinion. I don't know if he get NFL level separation. Cause I don't know if he has that quickness with his cuts cause he's tall, but I mean, he's six, eight, he's athletic and he could jump at the gym. We know that. So, he'd be like that classical type receiver one-on-one he's covered he's really not throw it up and just hope he comes down with the pass uh now could he be dominant in the nfl hell no good i'm gonna say no just because first of all i feel like this question is so disrespectful to the guys who actually play in the nfl and are good because wise man once said this and i heard it on tv marcellus wiley love you If you ever listen to this show, just know I stole this from you, and I am giving you credit. He said that you don't choose football. Football chooses you. And that's why a lot of guys go and play basketball. You talk to any football player, I guarantee you 90% of them wish they could play basketball. And they tried to play basketball at one point, but the game just didn't love them back. So you are, I think you're bringing LeBron's basketball mindset to the football game. He loves basketball. He's usually the most biggest talented player on the court at all times. And also, he's in a game where because he's a star, like he's been taken care of at every level on and off the court. NFL, that doesn't happen. First of all, he won't be a star. So there's not going to be any crying about, oh, he hit me too hard. They did this. They're holding me. NFL refs don't care. If you ain't the quarterback, they're not calling any special plays to, to accommodate you. Second, basketball players do not get hit like football players, much less NFL players. You trying to tell me LeBron going to go from making $90 million before he touched the court to, you know, age 26, you know what? I'm going to just go get my head knocked off for, you know, $1.2 million. Nah, it ain't happened. He going to get the Conor McGregor syndrome where he's just not going to show up to work. And third point on that is I just, like I said, I agree with you. I just don't think LeBron is that tough. It's easy to be tough when you're bigger than everybody, but these NFL players are big, man. They're big, strong, and they're crazy. I don't think LeBron would last a season in the NFL. He'd get hit so much, I think he'd be done. He'd go right back to basketball like Jordan.
0: Yeah, he made a business decision. I mean, he picked up basketball instead of going after, you know, playing football at a high level. So, business decision. So, going back, he—he, he, I don't think he had any thoughts even during the strike or the lockout yeah, exactly. of playing in the NFL. It's a
1: lose-lose for him. You got to yeah. make less money. You got to—you got to feel more pain. And any chance of you having a prolonged athletic career basically right. over once you start playing football.
0: Right. He would almost basically any sort of major injury would ruin his basketball career. So. Anyway, so speaking of basketball and a guy that LeBron knows very well, Draymond Green. Oh, before I get into that, JT, by the way, Calvin Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: No, so. I know. I saying it's the same thing. Like, everybody's getting on Calvin Johnson because they don't think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh,
0: that's, come on, um, Calvin Johnson definitely is. T.O. wasn't. Well, we've we've had this don't discussion. Matter. Don't
1: matter. That's the point. He like, should have been you as saying, well. you saying Calvin Johnson. And not I asked been you been did you want well. to talk about this, and you said no. But Calvin Johnson, you basically saying is on the same level as Randy Moss. And I can see why that's ridiculous. He's. I don't. I don't think as much as I love Megatron, love the fantasy football, love watching them. He was so freakish that defenses start doing things okay. I never to see. We will. He's not. Get, he's not a first
0: ballot Hall of Famer. We will not get into it. But there's different levels of first ballot. That is I think completely people just fine. get caught
1: up in no, good no you' people have that to are freakishly look, gifted
0: No, you have to look at the game. Terry Bradshaw compared to Joe Montana. Yes, Joe Montana' is a different type of QB, but you can't sit there and tell me that Bradshaw don't deserve to be in the hall. Oh yes, he, he got four rings. <laughs> okay, there you go. But if we're picking guys, people are always gonna put Montana br- above Bradshaw, which is fine. but don't tell me Bradshaw don't belong in that conversation though. That's well, all I, I'm saying. Well, Megan what I'm Sean saying deserves the beat I, don't think, I don't
1: think the gap between Terrell Owens and Calvin Johnson is a Bradshaw, Montana gap. I think you disrespecting Terry Bradshaw by saying that.
0: I, I am not, but now you're disrespecting Calvin Johnson by saying that.
1: No, that I'm dude, not. Because that dude
0: was one of the best. Re- he was the best receiver during that era.
1: What's his numbers? Cause you can say the same about To.
0: I said, I said that era. Well, that's my whole point. To should be first ballot too. But he wasn't. I don't that's care the what the Hall of Fame committee says. Those guys, in my opinion, are. We're not first talking ballot. about it. We're not. So talking is JJ so Watt. So is JJ Watt. Anyway, let's go to Draymond Green.
1: Jadavion Clowney should give JJ Watt's Hall of Fame like oh, induction we, speech for. Him. He go. should do the here, intro.
0: Here we go. Actually, I might need to because you're saying he's not a first ballot, and I'm vouching for the guy. Anyway. Can can we move on to Draymond Green? Go ahead. All right. So Monday night, JT, Draymond Green went off in his post-game news conference because earlier that night they played the Cleveland Cavaliers and Andre Drummond uh, of the Cleveland Cavaliers, they decided to sit him until they make a trade. So, until they find a trade to make for Andre Drummond. Now, Green went off basically saying that he called out um, the double standards in NBA's treatment of players. For example, Andre Drummond sits. No one criticizes the team. But when James Harden sits in order to get out of Houston or any other player, that they are criticized through the media and by fans. So, jt is draymond correct with the double standard or that a double standard exists (laughs) funny
1: thing um before i give you my answer we're talking about andre drummond i was actually going to text you this today i saw the most disrespectful comment for an nba player ever by that i've ever seen nba scout i think he was anonymous said that Andre Drummond can get you 30 and 20 and have no impact on the game. I was like, damn, I've never heard something like that before.
0: But when you think about that, and fantasy-wise, you love a guy like that. But you think about the teams he's been on, it really, yeah, he's put up those sort of numbers on a given night. But you, then you look at the score and you look at the game and you're like, eh, I don't know if it had that much of an impact. Maybe part of it is he's never really surrounded by great players to his defense
1: this is tough so your question is is there a double standard basically nba teams don't ever have to play the bad guy but as soon as nba players you know voice
0: they become the villain
1: the bad guy right right i want to say i agree with him but at the end of the day like why do you care because you're in a sport where whether you you win lose or draw you suck or you live up to the hype You're going to get paid every penny of what they agreed to give you. So what if they say, you know what? Oh, uh, we're mad that he wants to leave. James Harden wants to leave Houston and go to Brooklyn. You know, like that's what fans do. What it sounds like to me is it sounds like they just, they're so used to getting everything they, they want and they're so used to being babied emotionally that it's like, you can't be the bad guy despite getting everything you want. Like I don't understand what's his problem. Like teams make decisions that are the best fit for them. And the same thing like players do players in NBA can force their way out of, out of certain situations more than any other sport. I know NFL don't work that way. I disagree with him. I don't, I don't really care about them looking bad to the, to the fans and the media. If they ask for trade, who cares? Like, You're going to get what you want, and you're still going to get paid all your money. Like, why is this even an issue?
0: Well, because, one, he's a player, okay? So he wants to defend his, you know, his colleagues. And, two, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a microcosm of of society, right? That big corporate gets away with things, and the little guy always kind of has to take you know, kind of whatever they them. can get, you know, yeah, whatever
1: 200 million dollar get... contract to average well, five points a game they can get. Let, yeah, you're right.
0: And let me go back to you. You started with why does he care? Why does anyone care? Well, why does anyone care about anything, right? I mean, because it's sports, it's a topic, and he's in the middle of it. So the thing is, I understand and I see where he's coming from. Now, I'm not going to say he's 100% correct, but I'm not going to say he's wrong. So I understand what he's saying. I see where he's coming from. But the one main thing I got to say to this topic for Draymond would be the fans are always going to pick, except in very few situations. Maybe Tom, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and maybe like Lionel Messi and Ronaldo they're always going to pick the team over the players. That's so what the loyalty is. Player, players leave, guess what? I'm still in the home city. I'm still rooting for my team. So if you don't want to be with us, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out because that's what fans, they're invested in the team, not the player, except if it's Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Like I said, I don't think New England fans should be upset with Brady leaving. Are Steeler fans upset Antonio Brown left? Sure, because he was a baby about it. He never won anything in helped pitch, y'all
1: win games,
0: but he never helped us win the big one. And in fact, probably his attitude and locker room presence toward the end actually affected it from now what we're finding out. And even before then, with all the different stories from former teammates. So what I'm saying is, Draymond, you got to understand the loyalty by the fans is always team first. So are you surprised that they would be upset with a guy who sits out? Now, the other thing he brings up, James Harden, Got to see how you compare these things because Harden basically admitted he was going out to the club during COVID. He, he was dogging it. He was dogging it, and he came in overweight. That has a bad effect on your teammates. You're not just now affecting yourself and your trade value. Like you're basically quitting on your teammates, and that's something that Draymond doesn't. If if James Harden was doing that on his team. Draymond would have a problem with James Harden.
1: Oh, Draymond would be treating him like KD. But exactly. here's, the thing, here's the thing with James Harden, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought up James Harden with with that point because this is the one real issue I have with what Draymond. Not what he said. I felt he should. I felt if he would have used a different angle to this, it would have been much more effective. First of all, don't pick James Harden as your example because not only did James Harden do all the things that you just mentioned, strip club legend dogging it coming in overweight just not wanting to be there he also was the person that helped create the situation that he wanted to escape so how can you expect fans to feel sorry for him in that regard you got to houston they gave you all the power over everything you made all the decisions you played your way you ruined the franchise it didn't work now you want out like nobody's gonna feel sorry for you like you were the boss and you just didn't do a good job so i wouldn't have used him in that example second of all if if i know draymond's draymond's a smart guy and i'm i'm glad when he actually speaks up about things where he should have approached this from is the angle of not of well they don't get to get to be blamed like we are it's not fair what he should have did was he should have thrown the nba under the bus because i feel like the nba gets away with this okay nba is a players league they're 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 100% progressive. Everything in the NBA between players and coaches is right, where the NFL is wrong. I think like that's like the narrative out there. What he should have did was, all right, cool. Everybody thinks the NBA is so great. The players and the and management and the team and the coaches, we're supposed to be partners. Like that's how people view NBA. The NBA, the players and the coaches in front office, they're basically on similar levels because they both are equal as far as what happens with teams. What he should have said was if you guys think that NBA player relations is so equal with management, then why don't we bear the same consequences when we want to make decisions for ourselves? We when when they want to move somebody, they don't take any heat for it. When we want to move from a team, we take all the heat. He should have presented it from a from a point of we're we're seen as equals like that's how people view us that's the perception if that's true why doesn't the league live up to it and i think if he would have went that way i think he would have got a lot more people to agree with him on it
0: and you know and i kind of want to go back to the whole um like
1: you said way too much
0: no no i I just (laughs) again i don't want to lose i don't want to lose my 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 train of thought and and no you bring up a great point there And and i think draymond he's had critics of the way he presented it. And then he's also had people defend him. So no, I I think, I think you, you know, you, you bring up a great point there and the way you explained it too, was, was well done. You know, you go back to the Andrew Luck thing. This was my example with fan loyalty to the team over the player. JT, do you remember when that happened with Andrew Luck? They were booing Andrew Luck. The guy is in pain. He's had major injuries. And they're booing him because he retired, not because he didn't play well or they don't like the guy or he's a jerk.
1: No, because he retired like after the third preseason game,
0: right? Like they were excited, they thought they were gonna win the suit. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Talk about the thing with Andrew Luck is this the only thing I told you I didn't like. If I'm if I'm a Colts fan, I bought season tickets. You better not quit. The <laughs> but, third but, that's my, the but
0: that's my point again. It's team loyalty, right? They bought those season tickets. No, it's money. They're I invested. Just spent, I just spent four grand that's on these They're invested. And, and,
1: oh, hold, on, hold on, time out, time out. That's like okay. That's like I'm a Bulls fan. Michael Jordan. I finally, I finally get to see him. I finally got enough money to buy some season tickets. I buy the damn season tickets. They send them to me. Michael Jordan is on the actual yeah. tickets JT, that they're selling me. Hold on. And he's hold like, on. you know what? I'm just not going to play hold, this year. Hold on. Right hold before on. the season starts.
0: All right. Hold on. Those fans that were at that preseason game, let's be honest. Those were not season ticket holders. The you don't know that. Ticket holders. You don't yes, know I that. Yes, I do. You yes, don't I know do. that. Season t- I was a Miami Dolphins season ticket holder once. You know how many There's preseason no such games? such but go ahead. <laughs> you know, you came with me to a game. It took us three hours to get there for the Bro, Monday you can't, night you, you game. Can't, but... you, can't, you can't
1: base the thought process of a season ticket yeah, holder wait. on a Dolphins fan. You can't do that.
0: But listen, but I'm a Steeler fan at heart. I know the way it is. Those season ticket holders don't go to the preseason games, all right? It's a fact all around the NFL. So Steelers, give, Steelers, season, season those ticket holders away. don't
1: go to the preseason games.
0: They give those games away. Those are the games you give away, Right? So those were not season ticket orders. But what I'm saying is like that team loyalty, they were even willing to boo Andrew Luck. So that's like, that's the way fans are right or wrong. I'm not defending the fans, but I'm saying in this situation, again, that's what's happening. They're seeing the player quit on the team. Hey, he's going to take heat. So, but I mean, you you bring up a, a great point with the whole league and everything, and and one other thing you mentioned that was that was really on point. You're getting paid anyway. Can you imagine Andre Drummond? You know how much money he made Monday night to just sit on the bench,
1: bro? He getting paid every <laughs> penny.
0: He got bro. He got it, paid it, to sit on the bench Monday night. And, and you know, you know what? I,
1: like I said, I, I like Draymond. This is why people don't feel sorry for you. That's like your boss coming to you right now. You know what? You're like, you know what, Donato? Go home. We don't want you to work, but we're going to pay you your full paycheck. Just just go home, sit down, just relax, get a hot dog, and just watch the game. We just want you to go home. We don't want you to be here. It it hurt yourself, but we're going to pay you your full paycheck to not work and just watch the game. And I don't feel bad for him.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I do so, not
1: feel bad for him.
0: So there we go. It's clear. We do not feel bad for him. So, JT, before we go, a real quick surprise, JT, because we, we didn't do this justice at the time a couple of weeks ago when uh, Hank Aaron passed away. And the one question that came to my mind after hearing the sad news um, was, and you heard this a lot, how underrated of a player he was, right? I mean – At one point, the all time home run leader passing Babe Ruth. Nobody thought that would happen. We know the tough times he had to go through to get there and breaking a record like that. So, definitely one of the all time most underrated players. JT, does he top your list of most overrated or not over, sorry, underrated players of all time in any sport? Or do you have someone above him? Oh, that's so
1: tough. I mean, there's so many underrated players. I guess you kind of made the point for me. He's definitely in the top three. Is, is that is that a good enough answer? Because there's I, there's I, so many. There's so many sports. I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, he he's got to be top two because you think about it. He is. He holds. He held the all time record in a sport where like that record is sacred. And I feel like because of, like, you know, like, social, like, like, for social reasons, I feel like he never really got the press that, like, that, that if somebody else that didn't look like him had held that record, that person would have received way more press. Like, I feel like base, this right. is how baseball goes. Babe Ruth to now. Like, that's it. Like, there's, there's like, there's no in between. <laughs> I feel like, it, like, people were still talking about Babe Ruth while Hank Aaron was smashing all these records that like basically until Barry Bonds came along, nobody was going to catch. And I feel like that's, it's criminal. It's intentional. And I guess, you know what? Yeah. He probably is the most underrated all time. And it's not because people didn't think he was good or he wasn't, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. It's just because I just feel like baseball just wasn't doing a good job of publicizing who he was and what he did. And I think that some people probably held it personal that he was the guy that held the most sacred stat in that sport.
0: Yeah. And and I think, I definitely think it's a, I would say it's almost a tie between him and another baseball player. You've got to put Hank up there. Um, I mean, just the stats and no one ever, Like you were saying, like no one ever puts them in the top five, like on the Mount Rushmore of baseball players.
1: They don't. They don't. You you want you want to know how bad that sounds? That would be like if if Peyton Manning had the all time touchdown passing record in the NFL, and like nobody's ever talked about him. Right. Like nobody ever talked about. Like that wouldn't happen.
0: The the one guy I would put next to him is also a baseball player, and he's kind of a, I guess, somewhat local guy to the uh, Western Pennsylvania area is Stan Musial. I mean, you look at his numbers again, this is another guy no one talks about on that everyday type cycle with the Babe Ruths and maybe the Mickey Mantles, um, you know, the Barry Bonds, if you want to throw him in there. But Stan Musial, listen to this, 20-time All-Star, three-time National League MVP, fourth on the all-time hit list in a slash line of 331, 417, 559.
1: And you want to know, know how that is a good choice? I don't even know who that is.
0: Wow. Don't don't admit that on air. Uh, I, I can't delete that part out. Sorry, JT. You can. But that's he my can. whole point, right? I
1: know. That's your point. That's your point. You I mean, I babe, probably have heard I- of him, but he's
0: not – He's not somebody that
1: comes to mind when you're talking about baseball and all time grace.
0: Right. And like, I know you're a baseball fan. You're not a diehard baseball fan, not quite a historian the way you are with football and, and basketball, but you follow it enough and you've never heard of him, but you hear those stats and you're that's, probably thinking that's a like, top
1: 10 all time player in th- the game.
0: There you go. And there's a lot more people like you JT that have never heard of him that casually follow baseball. So I got to put him up there with, with Hank Aaron, but Hank Aaron rest in peace. Um, But definitely one of the most underrated sports athletes, players of, of all time in any sport. So JT, any last words before we go? I know no football uh, going on, but we've got March Madness coming up soon. Do we though? Hopefully it looks like it is going to happen. Eventually we're going to have some sort of NBA playoffs. I College hope basketball. Is so, and, be, this year. and before you know it, it'll be training camp and maybe fans will be back in NFL. State. Well, we
1: got the combine, the draft coming up. So that'll be some stuff. No, we'll no combine. About. Remember, no, I mean, the draft will be. Coming up days. though.
0: There you go. Yeah, there you go. So we're two months away from that. So JT. Great episode though. I, that was, that was great banter back and forth. And remember, to the fans and listeners out there, thank you for listening. As always, couldn't do it without you. And remember to please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five star review. And JT,
1: if you don't like what we do,
0: leave us a five star review. Also, please follow us on social media. Our handle JT and the Dawn. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, JT, until the next episode, see you.
1: Peace.